what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. Today we're going to talk about a good topic, if I do say so myself. It's one that I see happen in our lives quite often, and it sneaks up on us, but there are things that you can do. It's not a hopeless situation, so I'm going to guide you through that. Before I do, if you haven't subscribed to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast, go ahead and do that. And when you do, you actually get a free gift from me. So make sure that once you subscribe, leave a comment, rate the podcast, visit julianapage.com slash podcast to claim your free gift. I will personally email you the God's Vibes Matter devotional. So make sure that you do that. I also am booking one-on-one coaching right now. I have a few spots that are still open. One of the things that I love to do is guide folks through my spirit-driven success method. This is counterintuitive to how a lot of us high-achieving independent folks operate. However, it is completely life-changing and it actually helps you have and enjoy your life. So if you want to claim one of those spots, you can can also learn about how to work with me one-on-one or how to get plugged into the Courage Co. community over at julianapage.com. So today, let's talk about when it all feels like work. Have you been there? Your work feels like work. <laughs> your relationship feels like work. Even your self-care feels like work. Taking care of your kids feels like work. And very quickly, the things that you've prayed for, the things that you once identified as blessings feel like burdens and you actually have some guilt and some shame in admitting that. Now, none of this is good, bad, right, or wrong. Okay. And one of the most helpful things that you can do when this is coming up for you is to one, create space for yourself to get honest and to feel what you're feeling. And also have compassion. When you actually have compassion, and if you're not good at self-compassion and giving that to yourself, totally okay. That's something that you learn, you cultivate, you develop, and you don't have to be very good at that just yet. But if you're not, find somebody who can hold space for you. That could be a therapist, that could be a coach, but somebody that can hold space for you and be compassionate towards you and what's coming up for you. It is amazing what that will do to guilt, to shame. It will annihilate it. And it is so incredibly liberating. So those are a couple of things. But holding space and and having self-compassion are huge here. What usually we're very great at is bullying ourselves, is criticizing ourselves, is judging ourselves. And we're usually the best critic to ourselves. But if we're doing that 
and really getting good at doing that, we're also going to show up and do that towards others. We're going to try to control, we'll be very quick to snap and to judge and to criticize them and how they're not showing up. And it can be a vicious cycle. Okay, so those are a couple of pointers right off the bat. But what might be going on here? Some examples that I have of this in your relationship with God, for example, you could feel like you're doing all of the things, right? Like you're reading your Bible, you're reading a verse a day, you're going to church, you're serving in a ministry, and you just aren't feeling it, right? Like you're doing all the things that should be different, and you're just not getting anything out of it. This could be an example. And what I sense may be happening here, if this is going on for you, is there's a heart issue happening. It's not even about what you're doing. You could be doing all of the right things from the wrong heart, from the wrong motivation. For example, you're doing it out of obligation. You're doing it because you think you should or you have to, and it's in your best interest to do so, but your desire is not there. Your heart is not there. You don't actually want to be doing it, which is revealing something in your heart. Why? If you truly believe, for example, that God is your your desire, your life force, your life, your breath, right? Your joy, your companion, your truth, your empowerment, then how suddenly are you in a place where you're just not feeling it? What's going on there? And so what I would recommend here is repenting that your heart isn't in it. Having this candid, transparent conversation with God just coming into God's presence and repenting that your heart isn't here. Giving that to God, inviting God to reveal to you where you've drifted and what's going on there. What does God see is happening? Ask Holy Spirit to help you align, to help you heal your heart, right? And guide you and give you the energy and vigor to recommit to this relationship, right? Don't expect that it's just going to change on its own. Okay. Another example could be working a job where that that is the case, right? Like you're just working a job for a paycheck. So in the very nature, that is transactional. It's very conditional, right? You're you're there and it's it's mutually beneficial in some way. You're performing some tasks for somebody and you're getting a paycheck for it. But by definition, you view it as work and it serves that purpose. But that doesn't mean that there's any sort of passion and fulfillment and inspiration there. However, that doesn't have to be your story, right? So here, in an instance like that, you can continue to keep showing up and viewing it that way and getting more of the same, right? Or you can dive deeper. Okay, am I on assignment here? Is this a divine assignment? Is this a gift in my life? Is this something that I prayed for and God delivered on? Is this an area where I am actually designed to have impact? And if that's the case, what does that look like? Is this a a temporary circumstance in my life? And is it allowing me the freedom to develop in my purpose, to develop in my self-expression, to develop in what God has promised for my career, right? And am I doing that? Because if I'm not actually developing on the, the outside of that, right? Like if I'm going to a job and serving while I'm there and being excellent, right? In my free time, am I developing my purpose? Am I developing in those things that God put on my heart? Or 
Have I become distracted? Have I started procrastinating? Have I chickened out, so to speak? Have I stopped operating in courage and stepping out of my comfort zone? Have I, have I ignored these inner promptings, these inner knowings, the conviction that I've received from the Holy Spirit? Have I kept putting that off, right, to prioritize something else? So that's something to think about too. And then even in relationships, we get here as well. It just feels like work. We start to look at the relationship as it's not fulfilling us. It's not meeting our needs. It's it's not matching our expectations of what we think it should look like or what it should feel like. And we just start resenting the other person. We start coming up with all these vain imaginations in our head. And it starts getting really messy because we start projecting this resentment and what we've been rehearsing on the other person. And I will say, if you go in your relationships to get your needs met, often that ruins relationships. And it does make them feel like work. It does make them feel like a job. It's very, again, transactional. So what I want to offer in even these three examples is the heart or the motive could be off. I'm going into all of these things, hypothetically here, looking to get my needs met. I'm not going on a mission to serve, to add value, to pour into, to honor, to respect, right? To flow love, to flow uh, solution, to to give value, right? I'm going looking to get my needs met. And when they're not, I'm going to be disappointed and discouraged. So often when our heart is off, right, when we have the wrong motive, we start to experience an opportunity to change. We start getting shifted into discomfort and we don't like it, okay? So I just want to present those examples and hypotheticals here. But something that I've noticed when it is a heart issue, it's an opportunity for me to get to the heart of the matter. Okay, so when we're going through life and we're just going through the motions right? There is no joy in that. There's no purpose. We're not even being purpose-driven in that. We're just showing up, okay? And showing up with the wrong heart, what I want to offer here is that is a setup to be miserable, okay? And that is not something you want to get really good at. So often, it's time to re-examine what the overwhelm is, what the burnout is, sometimes even what the depression is, okay? So for example, Philippians 4 says this, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay, so a lot of times for me personally, I have practiced a pattern in my flesh called anxiety, also called future tripping from my vocabulary, <laughs> where I can, you know, being being a visionary and a highly creative person, I can really see and get excited about a lot of things in the future, but that can cause me to start resenting where I am or start getting frustrated about the timeline and getting really impatient that I'm not closing that gap fast enough, right? And if I'm not careful, I start really getting anxious about the journey and getting really frustrated and impatient about it, not embracing the process, not walking in joy, 
and it can get really messy for me, okay? So that's an example of, oh, like my heart is actually back in the place where I'm in survival mode, where I am trying to do things in my own strength, where I'm leaning on my own understanding, where I'm getting worried because of what it looks like and I'm not trusting God, I'm not even inviting God into this, I'm trying to navigate and just do life without God. And that's actually not my priority. That's not even my value. So I have drifted. I've gotten out of alignment. So anxiety is an indicator that I'm not surrendered, that I have an opportunity to humble myself, to get my heart right, to connect with God, that I've been drifting from God and it's time to come back. Okay. Another great reminder here for times when you're feeling completely exhausted, overwhelmed, you're just, you've hit it, right? Like you've just charged forward so hard and it's time to come back. Another scripture to remind yourself here is Ephesians 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. So what this scripture holds up is that often, again, if you are somebody that has a tendency to move in your own strength, that's as if you don't have armor. That's as if you're you're running around with no covering. You're completely exposed. You're completely vulnerable. Okay, which means, especially in your weak moments, right, the devil can get you with what typically has worked in the past. He can get you, you know, thinking about some lie and rehearsing the lie to the point where you believe that's true. He can get you caught up in your emotions where you start believing that your feelings are facts, right? And you could just be more susceptible to warfare when you don't have your armor on. So rather than walking in your authority, you start becoming infected by all of the things that the enemy is trying to distract you with, okay? Matthew 6, 34, another example, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This is a reminder to be present. (laughs) If you're somebody like me that's had a tendency to future trip, being present is the greatest gift that you can give yourself. And so I equate presence as bringing my full presence to something. So I'm aware of God's presence and I'm bringing my presence to something. I'm not multitasking. I'm not super distracted. I'm not trying to juggle a lot at once. I'm present to this moment and what it has to offer. Okay, Now, also, when it's a heart issue, I love the Psalms for this reason. This one is a strong one. Psalm 139. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So this is a humbling myself verse. This is God. I know something's up in my heart because I'm starting to act like this frustrated, impatient distrusting, anxious person. And that's just not you. That's not the peace that surpasses all understanding. That's not joy, right? That's not me operating in your righteousness, right? Like that's me operating in my flesh for sure. So I repent for the ways that I've shown up and practiced this pattern. And I turn that over to you 
reveal to me any offensive way in me, right, that you might be able to repent and turn from that as well and guide me in your truth. Guide me in your wisdom. Guide me in your strength, not mine. Less of me, more of you in Jesus' name, right? Like, this doesn't have to be hard. You don't have to block out five hours (laughs) to have prayer time with God. This is just honest surrender wherever you are, in your car, while you're picking up the kids, while you're making dinner, whatever it is, even, you know, running to, to your bathroom or to your closet, wherever you need just to have a minute. You just heard me do it. It was like 30 seconds, but it was genuine, right? So doing something like that. Now, the last one too is an indicator of where our priorities get out of order and we're in overwhelm very quickly. Matthew 6, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Okay? And worrying is overthinking, it's future tripping, it's getting caught up in how all these things are going to happen and work out. And if they don't, then this could happen. And if you don't hold it together, then it's all going to fall apart. It's this revealing of all of the ways where you've been worrying and trying to control things because you're in fear, not faith. Okay. And so this verse is a reminder, all of them, to, to take a look at what you've been partnering with and what you've been flowing in, okay? And often revelation comes from doing that, okay? So a couple of things to think about if you find yourself in any of the situations that I presented, if any of these words are speaking directly to your spirit right now, you can move through this into a time of refreshing, okay, with God. So refreshing is absolutely coming, but here's some things to think about. Give up (laughs) the anxiety, give up the control, come back to God, recommit to God, right? And often when you do that, the mental clarity and calm will just wash over you. So make space to do that. And then you can also do a couple of things. You can recognize where you are actually not celebrating yourself. So a lot of times for high achievers specifically, or the doers of the world, if you are doing all the things, but you're not slowing down to celebrate how far you've come, it makes the journey really hard. And that's what starts to make everything feel like work because life is always 50-50. There's good and there's bad. But a lot of times when we're not embracing the good, we don't have fuel to even face the bad. And we often then get our perspective out of whack because typically our feelings are what really change our perspective, right? Depending on your feeling, if you just were to flip on different glasses, if you can visualize that, your sunnies or whatever glasses you want to wear, but just picture different glasses for every mood that you're in, okay? It colors your world and how you experience it. So getting some clarity on that is a big 
deal. So recognize when you've just had all of this self-inflicted pressure and when you've been trying to do all the things, where is that coming from and where can you give? Where can you put things back on God's plate and just get back to the main things, okay? You can also do a detox of some kind. So, you know, if you're focusing on the wrong things, if you're on social media for crazy amounts of time, if you're doing things to numb out whatever your habits are, the Netflix, right? Or, you know, binge eating, whatever it might be. If you're doing some sort of numbing activities, right? Avoid these things for a set period of time. And in that time, make that the space where you're connecting with God instead. Avoid comparing yourself to others and redefine success and what this season is about. Okay. So three things that I want to encourage you to do. Number one, take a look at your expectations. Take a look at your expectations of yourself, of others, and of God. Okay. Because often when we put all of our expectations and hope in other people, we end up disappointed. Same thing with ourselves when we're trying to navigate and do everything in our own strength. That's not how we're designed to live. Okay, and are you expecting anything of God? Check that out. Check that out. Okay, so take a look at your expectations, number one. Number two, revisit your priorities. A lot of times when everything starts to feel like work, our priorities are out of order. You know, so for me personally, if God is my number one priority, I'll start to notice that God has drifted on my priority list to the bottom. right? That's not where God is supposed to be on my priority list for me to function at my highest capacity and to really express my highest self in the world, okay? So if relationships are priority, this is another one to pay attention to. I am somebody that is very self-motivated, okay? And, And I take a lot of initiative and I am somebody that can really find a lot of things to be doing that are quote unquote productive, okay? So if I'm not careful, I will always choose those things before relationship, all right? But if that's not necessarily my priority, then I can get in trouble, okay? So what that's a reflection of to me is that I need to have more intentional thought and work time so I can free up more relationship time. And rather than taking all the initiative at work, I need to take more initiative in relationships. Okay, so just some examples for me personally. But if I have those in order, right, I'll start to see that whoop, work moved all the way up to the the top. And if work is up at the top, is that because I'm genuinely enjoying it and passionate about that? And that's, you know, drifted there for that reason? Or is it moved up there because I'm in fear? Because a lot of times we go to default mode and to work mode to keep ourselves distracted from the things that we don't actually want to face (laughs) from where we have the real opportunities to grow. So for example, for me again, if I know that I'm going to get a lot of revelation from God and it's going to be hard and I'm going to get emotional, I'll probably like put that off even subconsciously when that is the greatest area of breakthrough and where my time will be maximized, where I will be able to flow by grace and have a totally different life experience, right? Despite my knowing that, if I don't catch myself, I will put that off, okay? And life will be way harder than it needs to be. All right, so take a look at your expectations. Take a look at your priorities. And if you haven't heard this from me, 
with your expectations, if you trade your expectations for, if you trade them, trade your expectations for appreciation, everything will change, okay? So rather than expecting everything and kind of shifting into entitlement or the way things should be, quote unquote, shift to appreciation and how grateful you are for the things the way they are, okay? And then two, re-examine your priorities, see where you've drifted. And then three, get clear on what it is that you want and that you actually desire. What do you want and what do you desire? What actually is in your heart? What is your motive? Because a lot of times we could want something and desire something, but we then could behave in ways that don't align with that. Okay, so if you want greater intimacy and connection in your relationship, but all you're doing is demanding things or complaining and criticizing, you're not actually living in alignment with what you want and you're expecting the fruit of that. It actually doesn't make sense if you scroll back, if you scale back and take a look at it from a higher perspective, okay? Or if you're at a job and you're expecting to be fulfilled, yet you've already decided that it's just a job, that doesn't make sense either. And you're actually punishing or resenting your boss or your coworkers for something that is not their fault, actually. Okay? Or, or maybe even with yourself, right? You really desire to keep promises with yourself, to take better care of your health so that you can have more energy and, and vitality to do the things that are priorities for you. Or you desire to have more sleep because you know that that'll help you be refreshed, right? Or whatever it is, whatever your, your goals are. Maybe you want to invest more in your personal development or you want to start meeting more people and build community, whatever it is, right? But if you're not actually following through on those things, and those are your inspired actions, of course you're going to start building frustration because you're not keeping promises with yourself, okay? And any time we're out of integrity, we can't really be asking a whole lot of other people, right? Because if we're not keeping promises with ourselves, why are we going to ask other people to? We're out of integrity, right? So get back to the place of why is it important that I show up for myself, What am I modeling when I do that? Healthy self-respect, self-honor, love. And the more I do that, what flows out of me when I do that, right? So get back to that place because we start to just throw off the things on the to-do list that we actually need the most. And we start lying to ourselves and saying that we don't have time for them when those are the things that bring us refreshing, right? You know, going to the gym or working out, that doesn't have to be something that is a have to. That is something that is a get to (laughs) and that energizes you and that helps you be strong. And that practice action actually helps you show up and be strong in other areas of your life, right? And it feels good to take care of yourself. That actually does something subconsciously in you, right? It helps you show up for yourself, in healthy ways. So just consider that. Number one, your expectations. Take a look at what those are. Those could be an area that you've drifted. Trade those for appreciation and watch what happens. Number two, take a look at your priorities. 
you say X, Y, or Z is the main, those are the main things, but are they? And have they shifted out of order? Because sometimes that's the answer. Just get your priorities back in order. And be relentless about that. So for example, I am somebody that's never been a smoker. I don't like it. I don't think it's attractive. I don't want to do that to my body. I'm not interested, right? And I just have that as a standard. I think it's gross, personally, for me, (laughs) right? So I won't do it. So I have decided that with habits that aren't fruitful for me, that I have the same mentality. So for example, thinking, uh, bullying myself, or, or judging and criticizing. I think that's as gross as smoking. So I have a standard where I'm not gonna play there. I'm not gonna engage in that. I'm not gonna let that flow in my life because I think it's gross. So make, it's, it's almost in agreement with hate what God hates, okay? So I don't like this thing, I actually really dislike it. So I'm not even going to let that operate in my life. I just have that as a standard. I don't do it. You see what I'm saying? So check out your priorities and then also take a look, re-examine your wants and your desires, okay? Because a lot of times we get caught up in doing because we don't want to spend time in our heart. We don't want to examine what is behind the feeling, which is a huge opportunity for transformation and breakthrough, okay? So those are the three areas that if you feel like everything feels like work. This is an opportunity to shift and to adjust, okay? So there's a couple of things that you can do too. When you just notice this, when you're kind of like on to yourself, you can develop your own list, which becomes things that you practice in times of intensity, okay? So for example, I know for my own self, I need to get outside, I need to get in nature, When I'm getting caught up in my head, I know to get outside. Or if I can't get outside, I know to move my body. So getting back into my body moves me back from head to heart. Okay, so that's something that I started to explore. Oh, I'm on to myself. I see how my head is in this overthinking place. Here's what I'm going to do so that I can come back with greater presence and clarity and really intention, right? Or I might notice that man, I'm getting caught up in just like doing all of these tasks, but my heart isn't in it. So I need to get connected to things that open my heart, okay? And usually this is relationships for me. So, oh, I've been doing a lot more of just the work lately. I need to call a friend or I need to schedule a dinner with somebody or I need to add some some fun outing to my calendar and change up my schedule a bit, okay? So some ideas... One, get off social media. (laughs) So when you are in a really overwhelmed time, get off social media and go back to yourself for what you want and what you're inspired to do rather than constantly looking for inspiration and motivation from other people. Create your own list that inspires you. Change up your schedule right try try a new breakfast recipe or change up um, a family activity that you do together but change up your schedule in some way get crafty or or experiment with a new hobby whether that's going to a meetup or an event or an activity in your local community switch it up because this gets you out of a pattern 
and it shifts you out of your comfort zone. Take a day trip. Sometimes we make it really dramatic, like we need to take a full week off and we just need a little mini day trip. Do that. Schedule it even in the middle of your week. Just this day is off. Block your calendar and take a day trip. You can do something fun for other people. Send some snail mail. Send a gift. Do something nice for other people. Or you can also set some sort of silly goal that you have. Something that that could just be fun for you to do. Set up some silly thing. Like, oh my God, that would be so silly if I did that. That's just so bizarre. And make that a thing. Like actually start going to do that. Whatever it is. And then also create a gratitude list. Just brain dump a gratitude list before you do a to-do list. So these are just some ideas to get your, your brainstorm going. But the idea is that this would be inspired from within. Ask God to guide you into some things that will be healthy for you to partner with him to bring refreshing in your life. You can also ask for help as well and get plugged into working with somebody one-on-one on making some changes in your life. So that's what I have for you. It does not have to always feel like work. And if it does, it's a sign of something going on in your heart and an opportunity for breakthrough and transformation. You're invited into that. And now you have some context and some some inspired things that you can do to change your life. All right, everybody, I hope this message blessed you. And until next time, stay blessed.